She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself. I just noticed, actually, as I say good morning, people are probably listening to this at all different times. So I call it a Monday love punch and I set them up so that people could listen to them in the morning. But I guess you can listen to it whenever the hell you want to. Um, So I'm going to try and stop saying good morning. So good day, everyone. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It's Monday, so we have another Monday love punch. It definitely feels so good being back. I've really missed the podcast even though we sort of finished it in June, having that break through the summer was great, but yeah, it feels so good just to get my teeth back into this and doing what I absolutely love, which is of being service and sharing everything that I know, everything that I teach, everything that I've learned and a little bit of coaching and mentoring mentoring in there in the mix too. Um, Before I talk about what I'm going to talk about today, I want to tell you about the Empowered Women. So it is starting on the 1st of September. This is the fifth time I've run it. It's the most amazing course ever. It's my signature course. It's 10 weeks, 10 coaching sessions with me, 10 lessons, lifetime access. Um, It is super, super powerful. You will work through everything pretty much in your life. Um, We cover inner child, shadow work, shame, guilt, attachment, um, and then manifesting from a place of purpose, authenticity, truth, um, allowing you to step fully into the true essence of who you are with confidence. So it is an epic program. We do still have space left. So if you want to join, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes, or you can message me on Instagram, or you can email me hello at jill-richie.com. This program will change your life. Um, And we have the episode with the Empowered Women that I just finished, the the last group of epic ladies that is coming out on Friday too. So keep your ears peeled for that. So today I want to talk about something that really actually touched me. Um, I put a post on Instagram And I asked if anyone had anything they wanted me to talk about on Instagram. And this lovely person called Sarah, she had messaged to say that something that she would love me to talk about is healing and transforming your energy after loss or difficult times. Um, She says, I found those emotions generate a lot of energy, which I've tried to use to achieve things but also to start to do the work I was avoiding. I would love to hear your thoughts around this as it's something probably most of us go through. So I don't prepare. When anyone asks me a question, I don't sit and research. I don't think about the best way to respond to it. So here I am in real time reading this out and I'm just going to intuitively feel into what... I can and hopefully add value to with this question from Sarah. So Sarah, you're talking about um, healing and transforming your energy after loss or difficult times. And first of all, for anyone who is going through a difficult time or loss, I want to not only honour you, and hold space for you 
I want you just to sit for a moment and breathe. Really pause because there is power in the pause. When we go through difficult times or lost, often we don't want to feel those emotions because they are heavy. So we will do anything not to feel those emotions. We will throw ourselves into work. We'll throw ourselves into something new, a new project. We'll maybe spend money looking for something shiny, something out with how we feel, something outside of us to numb. Um, we can jump into a project. Oh, I'm going to create this on the back of this. And so many great things can come out of that, you know, that energy initially. But what we are doing is we are avoiding our emotions. And what I'm taking from you, Sarah, is when you said they generate a lot of emotions, you've tried to use it to achieve things, but start to do the work you were avoiding. So avoidance is key, right? And when we are looking to throw ourselves into work or to throw ourselves into a project or to give to others a lot, it can give us give us short-term gratification. It can make us feel good for a short time. But avoiding any emotion of any kind, we can only avoid it for so long. Um, and I mean, we can avoid it for years. Like we can repress emotions for years. But what happens is eventually... It either comes back in illness, so it starts to manifest in our bodies with illness, uh, manifests in resentment, and um, eventually it knocks and it can knock hard, where we can feel really bad. Um, we can attract the wrong types of relationships, um, we can show up out of integrity. And this is because a lot of the time we are numbing ourselves from feeling our true feelings. But here's the thing. And I know this to be true, but it doesn't make it easy because we feel like crap. So, of course, we want to avoid feeling like crap. But when we allow ourselves to sit in the discomfort, of grief, of sadness, of fear, of pain. If we fully close down our eyes and breathe into it, it takes 90 seconds for that emotion, emotion, energy and motion, emotion, to move through our body. 90 seconds. Now, I know that there's people listening to this thinking bullshit. I have, felt, I have felt shit for longer than 90 seconds. I have two, by the way. I have two. But when I am avoiding feeling the emotion, that's when it lasts longer because I haven't given myself the space to feel it. I maybe go into it for a little bit, then I'm busy, then I stop myself, then I avoid what happens when I avoid that feeling never really leaves me. It actually never really leaves you um, because you start to replay the same scenarios, the same situations 
over and over again. And so many of our thoughts, I think there's something, and don't quote me on this, I know there was someone like, no, that's wrong, but, you know, roughly, they say that 95% of our thoughts are repeated thoughts. So it's either 90 or 95% are repeated thoughts. And if we were maybe just to allow ourselves to feel into our emotions, we wouldn't have those same repeated thoughts over and over again. We're scared to feel. We're actually scared to feel our emotions, but you're capable of feeling your emotions. You're so capable of feeling your emotions and you deserve to feel every emotion in your body. And without good, there would be no bad. Without happiness, there would be no sadness, there would be no contrast. And if we really lean into the ebb and flow of life, we can start to see that every feeling, every emotion is just an emotion. It's the label and it's the meaning that we make out of it. And grief for sure is tough. It is. And, you know, I'm labeling that. I'm saying grief is tough. I mean, some people might think it's not. Most people think it is, right? Because when we love hard, we hurt hard. Navigating my own way through elements of grief in the past few years have been such a challenge for me. So to Sarah and anyone else that is listening to this, um, it's a journey. And what's really helped me is working on non-attachment. So being beautifully connected to everyone around me, but letting go of attachment and letting go of the need to be responsible for everyone and how they show up. They need to control they need to believe that my children belong to me. They don't. But up until a few years ago, I believed they did. Well, they're mine. I birthed them. I created them. I brought them into this earth. But actually releasing attachment around my children was not easy, but for sure it allowed me to let go of that need to hold so tightly. Now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't be devastated, absolutely broken if something happened to anyone that I really love. Of course I would be, but that's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel emotional. It's okay to miss someone, but don't avoid it. Don't avoid it. What's helped me is to understand, and this is just a personal thing, it's not for everyone, that when... When the soul leaves the body, the human body, they've changed form. Okay, they're not here as they were in human form. They've changed form. And I believe through the work I've done that they're always around us. Does it make it easier? I'm not so sure if it makes it easier. It just gives me a different perspective on it. I feel I can connect to people more on a soul level now than I ever did before by doing that work. But what allowed me to do that work and to get to that perspective was allowing myself to feel my emotions, to not avoid them. Our feelings come to us for a reason, to be felt. And if we only allow ourselves to feel them, 
we can move them through us and out of us quicker, which then creates space for expansion and growth. So when you are then working on something new and you're wanting to give your energy to different things that you want to start, then you have more space and capacity to take that on without repressed emotions, without really living from the head. So when we're making decisions and we're working on new and exciting things, it comes from a real place of trust and authenticity because we're not carrying all that weight. We're not carrying all that baggage of emotions that we've suppressed. I hope this helps. I hope that I've perhaps given you a different take on it, different perspective on it. And for me, even if this has helped one person that's listened to this today, to have a different perspective on emotions, of feelings, of grief, then my job is done. And if not, that's okay too. If you're enjoying these episodes, guys, I would love your support. Give it a five-star review. It helps so much. Um, And let me know your thoughts. I always love when people reach out. Sending you love, light, fun. And I hope you all have an epic week. Lots of love.